This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This week on the Little Dum Dum Club, the return of great guests Luke McGregor and Tony Martin. Uh, but first of all, we need to let you know that this episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Celia Pacuola. Wow. What do you think about that? Just her as a person. Mm. Mm, that's that's all. She just wants to build up her, you know. Make friends? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be friends with Celia Pacola, um, yeah, you can find her probably the supermarket near her house. Okay, should I give it the, the suburb? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far away from me. Where does she live? Anyway, yep. uh, no, her new show, All Talk, which is on during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Um, Celia is, in our fine opinion, one of the best stand-ups in the country. Absolutely. Would you say you feel that way? Absolutely. In the top... Maybe even the top one, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, always a great time at a Celia Pacuola show. Uh, she puts these shows on at the festival. They, within about a few days of being on, it becomes very hard to get a ticket because she she really uh, people people lose their shit at her shows. She is. She, I reckon she's the most well prepared comedian in the country. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, book tickets now. Get on that. The show is called All Talk. Ten shows only from March 28 until April 8 at the Comedy Theatre. Tickets are through Ticketmaster or Comedy.com.au. Uh, yeah, we've both seen her working up a bit of that stuff, and it's great. Yep, she's always great. Very, very bankable ticket uh, in any comedy festival wherever you're living in Australia. Yep. So go check that out at Comedy.com.au. Celia Pacuola. Uh Also, Carl, what's happening this weekend? Um. This very weekend is uh, – we're doing a live podcast uh, on what, – what, what's the – is it on the 18th? 18th of March? 17th. 17th of mm. March in a town um, – yeah, it's like Macbeth. I can't say its name. No, I'm forcing you to do it. This is mm. the last time you're going to have to plug it before we're over there. Okay. You've got to get – because you've been – I reckon you've been too hard on them and this is it. This is the last ad people are going to hear before this live show – you, this is where you soften on them. Right. And they go, oh, he's not so bad. We'll okay. buy all the tickets now. We are doing a live show, two live shows, back to back, in the capital of South Australia. Mm-hmm. There you go. What's the city? I don't know. I, I actually ha- just I've, say I've it. Been You've got to say it. I've been to therapy. They, they got rid of it. I've been hypnotised. It was causing me too much trauma, so I couldn't... Just I don't, try, I I don't see, even know what it is just anymore. Just try saying it. I want to see what happens if you say it. I don't even know what it is anymore. Repeat after me. Yes. Ah. Ah. Duh. Duh. Laid. Just makes you scream. That's okay. Yeah, and and I'm bleeding from the eyes as well now. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, that was. I thought that was happening when I came in. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is a second. This is a a second load. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, Adelaide this weekend, Saturday, March the seventeenth. Two live podcasts back to back at the Rhino Room. It is going to be awesome. Uh, Some fantastic guests booked in for that. Absolutely. And then very quickly followed up, we're doing four live shows in Melbourne, uh, April 1, 8, 15, 22. Get onto that. All of our tickets are on sale at littledumdumclub.com, including our solo shows. So get onto that right, right, right now. But let's do this episode. Oh, wait. Also, I'm doing a solo show in Adelaide on the 18th of March. So the Sunday after, yeah, the day after the live podcast. So come check that out. It's just five bucks. Because it's brand new. Um, so, yes, littledumdumclub.com for all that information. Yes, this episode with – do you want to say these names? Can you say these names? With our good little friends Tony Martin and Luke McGregor. Hey, mate. 
mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow, and sitting across from me, as always, the other half of the program, it's Carl Chandler. Good dickhead. Uh, we've got, let's just get straight into it, hey. Let's get uh, our two big guests today on the show. First of all, he uh, he has not been on for a little while, and it's... Fair to say the careers really hit the skids in that time. So, but we fi- you know what? We figured we'd, we'd pluck him out of the gutter and we'd, you know, we'd give him a chance to sort of like boost him back up again. Is, is this like Quentin Tarantino doing to John Travolta yes. in Pulp Fiction? Yes, is this, it is. Is this what's happening? He's back. This is the big comeback. Right. Uh, welcome back onto the podcast, Luke McGregor. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to be back after sleeping outside Carl's house for so long. So. <laughs> That's they say you only do Dum Dum Club twice. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. And so to anyone out there who wants to be on the podcast, just, like, pull up a mattress out the front of Chandler's house. Well, yeah, and, uh... it's free now because I don't need it because I've made it inside. <laughs> oh, you live in here now. Oh, sweet. All right, good yeah. to know. No worries. Uh, also joining us on the podcast, it's a uh, the, the long overdue return of Tony Martin. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Your yearly visit to the podcast. It's good to be here. And, and there's a tradition when I come to the mm. podcast. And I thought maybe Luke would like to do it. Yeah, sure. Which is, Luke, would you mind walking over to the DVD collection and just pulling one out at random. Now, now I've, well, tried okay. to, I've tried to anti-Tony Martin this episode <laughs> nah, because nah. we've got a, a heap of bad, yep. Go bad for DVDs that, that my, my wife now has there and I've put all the good ones up top and now you're going to ignore all the good ones. What it was have you great. got at random? What is it, Luke? What have you got there? Oh. It's The Holiday. Uh, Cameron Diaz, <laughs> Kate Winslet, Jude Law yeah. and Jack Black. Look, it's the rule of the white cover. It's a rom-com. Everything in the house that belongs to my wife is a, is a white-covered rom-com. I've deliberately put the Hitchcock stuff, the good, yeah. the good stuff yeah. up on You've the top. You've got Vertigo, Annie Hall, Lost in Translation. But what is wordplay? Oh, that's a documentary about the, the guy that uh, does the New York Times oh, crossword. Do. Yeah. Highfalutin. Those yeah. are not. You haven't got those from the supermarket. No, I get no, the feeling no. most of these are from, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, from he, Coles. Those are next to the twirls if, in the uh, supermarket. If those are all rentals. He made me stop by Video Easy on the way here to <laughs> impress you. If That's, you liked Love Actually, then grab the popcorn. This one leaves it for dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I got why, a feeling that my, my, my wife actually read that quote and they got her into it. Right. That, that sounds like the sort of thing she'd be Such into. a violent quote. I really, being really, left really, for dead by just pumping bullets into it. It's dead body. I've actually they've stopped selling the DVD now because of how good this, <laughs> this film is. Yeah, it was a it was a great moment where I turned up here uh, maybe ten minutes before you two were due to arrive, and I saw Carl hunched over yeah, right. in front of the entertainment cabinet. Now, what I thought he'd be doing is taking the embarrassing stuff and perhaps <laughs> hiding it somewhere. He tried to trick you by doing a bit of set dressing yeah, by putting. Yeah. Not uh, only that, but that's what I was doing when I was ten minutes in the spare room out there. I was trying to find <laughs> oh, better okay. DVDs to surround the room with. Like, find so the hidden uh, Criterion collection. You've gone with Uncle. Bar- yeah. I, <laughs> I just ran out of good DVDs. <laughs> it, it really reeks of like you don't really know Tony at all, and so right. you've just kind of done this broad brush stroke hey, to just like, what's that, he gonna like? There's Annie Hall there. The, you yeah. know, Woody's got glasses. Tony's got glasses. That that makes sense, right? You've but you've got, got two. I mean, you've got a, a Woody Allen. I yes. mean, problematic. <laughs> problematic. Next to Lost in Translation, also yeah. problematic. Oh. <laughs> and then a box set of the Cosby Show. What yeah. are you trying to get <laughs> That's across? Not here? that last one is not a thing. <laughs> isn't That's uh, actually not a thing. Isn't Lost in Translation, an art house movie that begins with like a two minute close up of Scarlett Johansson's ass. Oh, really? I think it might well be. <laughs> I yeah. have not revisited it since it the time. I, I, you know what? I got it. I used to love it. I haven't watched it since it came out, but I loved it because I went to Japan for my very first 
trip on a plane, I think. Right. And, and I fucked had... an old businessman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and looked at a woman's ass for two minutes straight. Yeah. It's the Carl Chandler story. <laughs> yeah. But it was just good to get away from, you know, filming Stripes and, and, such, <laughs> and, and all those other movies. So it felt good. But... Gonna, I want to look up the review score of The Holiday. I want to see how it rates. I wonder what Is you're looking holiday... around for. I have a feeling it might be a remake of an old movie. Perhaps. No. I've got to say, I think you've actually gotten off in terms of all the times that Tony has come into your house and looked through your collection. I think yeah. you've gotten off pretty well this time. The yeah. Holiday's not a bad movie. Yeah, I can see worse ones from here that he could have been going in. <laughs> so, it's it's yeah. one of those movies where Jack Black has sort of tidied himself up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Got the razor out. Yeah. Before Couldn't he started the just... Leonard Moulton uh, loop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my phone is gone. Now I'm freaking out that it's actually gone or that I've just put it down at Carl's house. And oh, really? So I think it's... You touched a lot of DVDs, Luke. They could be in any of those. Someone else <laughs> could phone your phone. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, we could do that. We, we could, could do that, do that yeah. live do you on mean, the podcast. Like oh, a should listener, we, should... we can read the number out. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he looks genuinely worried. I, yeah. think, I think it's fine. I think it's, it's, okay. if it's not here, it's on the. That means it's on the tram. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. then it's safe. Easy. So it's, uh, it's Do you fine. want me to send oh. a? Me- you, you got it. it I've got it. I've oh got man, it. Oh, right. I was going to say I could no. text it and go. If you found this phone, please call me back yeah. because yeah. we're in the middle of doing a podcast. Yeah. No texts. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what else is over there? You've got bridesmaids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prominently Luke. displayed. Which did, well, when you say prominent, I didn't put it there. It's not no. window dressing. It just <laughs> happens to be... Look, my wife watches the same movies over and over and over but again. But did so. you know Bridesmaids features Melbourne's own Franklin Ajay? Oh, really? He plays the father of the bride. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. No, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne's own. He's lived here for about 10, 15? Swear, more? Um, since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. People may know him from Deadwood mm-hmm. as the N-word general. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I feel like we should address like the regular segments. I think on a Tony Martin episode, are, right? My the bad white covered DVDs that I've got there that <laughs> belong to my wife. Plus, look, the Foldy Towers dining experience. Oh, yeah. has, it's back. Has just gotten it's back. It is its back. yearly five star review from the Adelaide Advertiser. It has to be <laughs> Foldy Towers, the dining experiences year for the Barry. Surely yeah. it's, it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. this kind of run, this kind of perfect. It must be about a decade now yeah, of five-star uh, reviews. It's unprecedented. And since I was here last, I think John Cleese sued them right. <laughs> yes, to stop yes. doing it, but they've oh, just really? forged on. Yeah. yeah. Now they they now we had a, a, a brief moment in our in the sun uh, a couple, a month or two ago. We did a, a live episode back in my hometown of Maryborough. Right. We'd never been up there. Uh, no one from Maryborough came. It was all right. people that came from Melbourne just to see what sort of a freak show this town actually was. Come put yeah. a common thing of our live shows instead. Of <laughs> yes. Us going to places where we don't have listeners yeah. right. and dragging people we, along with us. We really should be getting paid by some sort of tourism <laughs> board. But so we did that, and then we found out when we got there that we just missed. The Faulty Towers dining experience by a couple of weeks, and we had outsold them. Mm. Really? So, yeah. it's so it's like Dracula's, is it? It's just you, you, you go there and you just they, they just they give you bad service. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's on the road, so it's not. It doesn't have its own home base like yes. Dracula's. Yes. Like, no. like Dracula's doesn't go <laughs> to Echuca yeah, yeah, yeah. for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, it'd, be, it'd be hard to walk into Echuca and go, where's the scariest place in here? Yeah, Luke, I don't know. I don't think that they do. I don't know if there's an actual live show as part of it. I think it's just like you get this average food served by people in costume and they kind of do like a shit job of it. And yeah. he just starts beating up Manuel. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. What if they didn't, didn't even bring Manuel? They just... 
they once they got there, they went to a chuka and went, "Have you got a Spanish guy around here?" And then they just beat the shit out of whoever turns up. Well, we had a listener write in who uh, I can't remember if I read this when you were on the show, Tony, but we had a listener write in who at his he worked at like a a, a, a golf club or something, and they had the Faulty Towers dining experience right. come in, but for some reason none of the guests at this dinner knew that the Faulty Towers dining experience was going to be there. And so the John Cleese character kept making like really over the top racist right. remark, like kind of taking it into a real, bringing it kicking and screaming into 2017. <laughs> and like the guests are being pelted with bread rolls at one point. Right. And no one knows that this is going to happen. Like oh they're just sitting God. there dumb. They, they've got to get someone that looks more like John Cleese if they can't figure <laughs> that out. But, but then also to confuse things further, there was an actual stage production of yes. Faulty Towers mm. with Stephen Hall from yes. Mandis Hall as. Mad as Hall, I just called yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mad as Hell. That's the Weird Al Yankee <laughs> version. Yeah. But he was doing John Cleese. And don't you just know that the bloke who does Basil Fawlty in the dining experience would have been sitting very judgmentally yes. Yes. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. in the front row? I like the idea of people getting that stage show in the dining experience mixed up. Totally. Interval, where's my goddamn schnitty? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, just to quickly put this to rest, um, <laughs> the holiday... Yes. Scored less than Love Actually on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, right. right. Yeah, Love really? Actually sitting at a, at a 63. What about this? Yeah. And the, uh, the holiday holiday experience. <laughs> Do they recreate it at a resort? In it, they yeah. recreate the movie at a resort. Yeah. Now, that's an idea. My, our, our bank account's just doubled. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea itself sent our stock skyrocketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That it's would... the Bitcoin of, of movies. <laughs> Maybe that's because we're going to Costa Mui in June. Maybe we should be doing the holiday, holiday experience there one night. Well, we, but, we, but it needs to be another knockoff. So it needs to be the Faulty Towers dining experience, dining experience. Right. Where we're playing <laughs> the guys that play Basil Faulty and Manuel. Oh, but, but, but we right. want to do the holiday. We don't want to do Faulty Towers. So we need to be, you know, you, you can pull off Jack Black and obviously I can pull off Jude Law. So now all we need is <laughs> the, the Dumb Dumb Club, the okay. dining experience. Yeah. Is there any yeah. way... Well, that's pretty much this just us going to McDonald's and, and <laughs> telling people where we are. I think. I wasn't. Wasn't. Did you guys go to? Was it the In and Out Burger thing today? The the big. You just In and Out did do a thing in Melbourne. A pop today. Up. Yeah. Pop up today. Yes. Lines down the block. Did you guys make it? That's no. the standing in line for three hours to for one... end up not getting a burger because they're sold out. Experience. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the Punt Road experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do love how they do that every three years. It's like right. they, they. But why do you have a pop up thing? Where surely the idea is to get people. Excited about a thing that is going to come eventually, mm, but right. instead they just go, "Oh, we'll pop into Melbourne every three years and cook thirty burgers, maybe, and then fuck off." Maybe again. they're not good enough for the American store. Like there's something wrong with them or something. Shut them on a twelve-hour <laughs> flight. <laughs> That's hard rubbish day for yeah. them. Right? Okay. <laughs> it is. It really is that company throwing its weight around, isn't it? It's like you'll have it once every three years, and yeah. you'll fucking enjoy it, and then <laughs> yes. we go away. Is yeah. it some kind of like California tourist thing? Oh, I don't. Well, people go. Work. If I want this again, I just got to buy another. Oh, yeah, I like the owner of a franchise over there. Just wants to pay for a trip to Australia, so he just brings a bunch of burgers. With <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. just whatever you can fit in carry-on yeah. luggage. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Want a couple of ice packs. Yeah. and like, they're renowned. The, the the thing they're famous for is their freshness, and mm. they get to Melbourne, and it's like these have been in the bag for three days. So. Yeah, I was thinking is... that because they make, are they making them on the spot or are they bringing them over? It's. No, they just would be letting them in on the recipe or whatever, yeah. I think, well, surely. But, but what's the recipe? Because the point of it is it's really fresh. So it's like all you're doing is like fresh lettuce and fresh burgers. Like there's not too much of a recipe involved. But I mean I that's the real trick is you line up. You don't even order. You just go in there and steal the recipe. Right. You know, you just bash the guy making right. it. Then right. you set up your own yeah. 
dodgy in and out burger. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it's a complicated recipe. <laughs> There's only three things on the menu. Like, how, how hard could it be? Yeah. Well, we uh, we were in Moorabbin recently, and I'm not trying to sort of show off. <laughs> but, you, uh, talk, you talked you to us there. about Moorabbin for about 20 yeah. minutes before the podcast. <laughs> it's a wonderland. You people have no idea. But there's a grocery store called the USA Grocery oh, Store yes. yeah, yeah. that just sells all American groceries. Yeah. Yep. And it's like being in a supermarket from Seinfeld. You see, yeah, like yeah, Cheetos yeah. and, and oh, just wow. all of it, Hershey Can't bars. Them, yeah. Yeah. But, of course, they're like a packet of cereal is like – you know, fourteen dollars. Yeah, so yes. expensive. But it was full of American people. I, oh, right. I yeah. th- saw that when I went there too. An American family buying all their weekly groceries <laughs> from this place, where it's just all and like literally buying stuff that like we have here. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's what I love. You, know, you go in there and it's like everything's overpriced, but then you go, well, I don't need to pay five bucks for a packet of M and M's. I believe. <laughs> that's right. I believe we have them now. Wait, they're getting wheat picks. These have been imported over and then imported <laughs> yeah. back. It's like a fifty dollar box of cereal. <laughs> that's just that's just wheat picks doing a lap. Yeah. <laughs> but it was quite exciting to see things you've only ever seen in movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is a bit, a bit weird to be starstruck by produce, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, like when I saw Twinkies for the first time after that Ghostbusters scene where he goes yeah. to get yeah. a big Twinkie and I had to actually see a Twinkie, like, uh, yeah, I've still got it. It's, it's in my, <laughs> I keep it in my pocket. I carry it with me everywhere. <laughs> oh, so you know where that is, just not your phone. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Got it frozen in carbonite. Yeah, but that is, you know, that is that thing that's interesting when you go to, first go to America where – it's like everything you, everything I saw, I felt like asking mm. it for its autograph. Oh, everything the, the going li- into a Seven like Eleven library and stuff, and it's just walking around there. It's all, uh, it's just the whole, even just hearing the American accent sets it off for me a little because yeah. I'm not used to hearing an American accent, and yep. it's like that's from the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember my friend in uh, high school went to America on a family holiday, and I said, "Oh, how was it?" And he goes, "Man, it was incredible. Like honestly." It, it was like walking around in Seinfeld. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah. where, where'd you go? And he goes, Portland. Uh, like, right. well, I mean. Yeah, right. I remember going to Las Vegas and going out of the airport and the doors opening and the first thing I saw was a giant billboard for vasectomy reversal. <laughs> Call 1-800-REVERSE. <laughs> you mean put the vector – oh, no, for some reason I thought that meant um, – that's, I'm thinking of circumcision. <laughs> oh, my God. Circumcision reverse. Yeah. Reverse this circumcision great. back into yeah. itself. I would have thought actual just normal circumcision would have worked better in Vegas because once you cut off what stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas yeah. stays in Vegas. <laughs> That's great because when I was growing up, you could there was I, I imagine it's still a thing, like the reverse the reverse call number here was 1-800-REVERSE. So oh, like right. if you – like before you had a mobile phone when you were a kid, if you needed to like call your parents, go to a pay phone, right. 1-800-REVERSE. So just the idea of like some, you know, some kid travelling and like, oh, God, I'm lost. I need to call mum and dad. And it's like some some doctor trying to ch- tie your fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, tubes. We used to use 1-800-verse just to save money on pay phones. Yeah. Yeah. We just, yeah. just call each other for no reason. Just knowing <laughs> that you could do it for free. Yeah. I, I want to know though, Tony, what, what, what were you doing in Vegas? I was getting married. Oh, were <laughs> yeah. oh, you really? Yeah, it was in 1996. So we went to oh, America, wow. me and my now ex-wife, right. I should point out, maybe listening to this. Hello. Yeah. Where, where'd you uh, get divorced? Back over there? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> this is it's, how you're breaking it to her? It's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1-800-REVERSE-YOUR-MARRIAGE. <laughs> but you uh, – yeah, so we were – the idea was that we would get married – 
on st- – I remember reading a book. Do you remember a book called Spike, Mike, Slackers and Dykes? No. And it was about a guy called John Pearson who was like the f- independent film distributor who in- uh, distributed Spike Lee's movies. And Sounds he like got- the sort of book that you're the only it's person in the world to read. It's a book. <laughs> but it was, there was a great photo of him getting married on stage at a cinema – and he had, you know, the plastic letters they have mm-hmm. around the – so his wedding was up on the plastic letters and we thought, we'll do that. So that was the plan. We're going to go to San Francisco. Oh, like on the, wi- on the whiteboard sort of thing. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, stick yeah on right, letters. Right. And so we were going to get married during halftime at the Castro Cinema in San Francisco and they were showing Badlands and Five Easy Pieces. And I'm going, that's a really good double feature. But what I'd forgotten was – I don't believe we have You don't here. have either mm, of no, those, no. but 27 Dresses yeah, is uh, poking out. You could have got married between Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumber 2, though, if you, if you wanted to. No, I would want to be the other one when, ha- when Harry met Oh, yeah, Lloyd. with the yeah. lookalikes. Yeah, right. But, um, but, so, but I'd forgotten when I was a kid. Remember you would always see – Maybe you're not old enough to remember this, but like shows like Love American Style and someone would go, hey, I'm going to get married, better get that blood test. And you had to <laughs> yeah. get a blood test oh. before you could get married. I don't know if they have that now. Right. So we we could we weren't there for 30 days, so we just went, eh, let's just go to Las Vegas. So it was a blood test for – It's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's was so it, romantic. Was it was 40 for, bucks. For STIs for the blood test? Was, was it blood alcohol? Or? I don't know what it was. They just said, well, before you can get married, you have to get a blood test, and that's going to take 30 days. Right. That's the blood Unless test. Unless they were taking the piss. Yeah, right. the, the some kind of STI thing or that's, – right. That's what I would think. Find out if you're I, a communist. I, I, I thought it would be more <laughs> – Likely they'd have like a like a breatho to make sure you're not too far over the limit before you get married or something. <laughs> right, like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would, I would. So that is that the only reason you went to Vegas? Well, the deal we had like it was like three weeks in San Francisco with one night in Vegas. Right, so we went, right, well, We're right, going right. there anyway. But when you say <laughs> blood alcohol, we got married at the Little White Chapel, mm-hmm. and it's the it's famously got a sign where Joan Collins and Michael Jordan got married. Oh, I didn't know they were an item. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, <laughs> and I always remember we got married there and we came back and the first interview I had to do on Martin Malloy when we got back was uh, Tim Burton and he'd he just done the film uh, uh, Mars Attacks where yep. Martians destroy Las Vegas and yep. I mentioned this and he goes, where did you get married? And I go, you know, uh, the little white chapel. He goes, where, where John Collins married uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan? I go, that's the one. He goes, I blow it up in the film. <laughs> so I'm going, Mars Attacks is the nearest we have to a wedding video. <laughs> but, but that was uh, – but all of the photos of celebrities, every one of them was drunk. It was like yeah. Dan Aykroyd. There was like Bruce Willis and oh, wow. Demi Moore and every one of them. What's you so special about drunk. that place? Why did people – I don't know because there's 150 of them. Oh, right. in Vegas, wedding chapels. So oh, we, right. it was, uh, we went to that one because it was the, it had a drive-through window. So oh, really? Actually, we didn't get married in the drive-through, oh. but you can actually do that. The That's little white great. chapel should do a pop-up on Chapel Street. <laughs> yes, just a day we get married but for in five minutes. Totally, because it's like it, that's that's even better than doing the in and out. Because in and out, it's just a burger. Like oh, I yeah. was reading, a marriage thing. is better than doing the in and out. Well, in and out marriage chapel. <laughs> But like you know, it's uh, getting married that quickly will be a novelty here. Whereas the in and out thing, it's like it's just a burger made of yeah. the same items that totally. we've still got here. It's insane. There's At no, least. there's no way in Australia to get married super quick like that. Is there? There's, there's nothing available in Oz. 
I mean, I tried for ten years, but I couldn't <laughs> find anything any quicker. Yeah, you did. You did do it for, for her, having waited so long for the proposal. Yeah. You then it wasn't that long after the proposal that yeah. you had the actual marriage. So for her, right. it, it must have felt like breakneck speed. Comparatively. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was anti-Vegasing about. I was. I was doing the absolute opposite of that chapel for sure. So Tony, were you trying to get your, you know, that wall of photos of famous people? Were you there trying I, to get your? I'm, I'm on make. commercial radio. <laughs> yeah, back that's home. right. Yeah, I, I worked with Shirley Strong. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was impressed. Yeah. But it was very uh yeah, there was there was just so many people queued up who clearly had never met each other oh, before wow. getting married for the green card. How, how, how messy is it to undo it? Well, I do remember someone saying to me that we is that everyone always goes, but is that legal in Australia? Yeah. Like is mm. that an actual but I think yeah, it was pretty it was pretty complicated to us. Yeah. You yeah. and I you and I should do it, Carl. Live show at Little White Chapel in Vegas. You annul your marriage here right before we go <laughs> yeah. over. Listeners can come over with us and watch us get married. Yeah. Then you come back here, we annul it, and then you can have another live show back here where you have a second wedding to your actual wife. And then well, I'll bring along guests that might actually bring a fucking present this <laughs> yeah. time. Oh so, yeah. yeah. But yes. for anyone uh, planning to get Get divorced. Have a lot of um. What's the what do they call that stuff? Money. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. Ready to go because we had a completely friendly divorce. In fact, ten months after we got divorced, I hired my wife or my ex-wife to direct my TV show. Right. Quite a right. word. It was like a it was like a screwball comedy from the 1930s. But I remember, even though we had no children and there was no dispute, lawyers still managed to stretch it out for like two years. Oh, wow. really? Wow. It's, so yeah. even though it was a friendly divorce. Yeah, there was so much, you know, oh, there were so many boxes. And that was just who's going to get all the on-the-buses DVDs? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I only got Series 7 when Blakey moved in as a boarder. That was, that's the worst series. <laughs> I've been watching a friend of mine, Andrew Mercado, the show business reporter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just uh, for a stir. Knee, knee super Mercado. Super mm. Mercado. Yeah. I think he owns a cinema. He d- just had for a stir the incomplete on the buses delivered to my house. Oh. <laughs> so we have just been watching, like, we watch like one episode a month. We just go, yeah, let's put one on. That's not really a stir anymore, then, is it? That's <laughs> no, actually a good thing. It's present. a yeah. massive project. <laughs> yeah. But you watch it now, and Blakey is like the hero. Like Stan and Jack are like a couple of rapists. <laughs> what, is the, what is the premise of the this premise, show? It's like a, a yeah, you're double. Talking, dec- you're talking to three people that have never seen okay. on the yeah. show, by it's, the way. It's the most depressing sitcom of all time about two rascally bus drivers. Oh, no, the bus driver and the uh, conductor on a double-decker bus. Okay. And they're called Jack and Stan, and they're always looking for a couple of smashing birds. They're always grabbing the asses <laughs> of the clippies. It's like it's basically 25 minutes of sexual harassment is that, is this in what a bus Chris, station. Is this what Chris Lilly's remaking up in Queensland <laughs> for Netflix? Well, well, there is a black character who's called Chalky. Well, there you go. So there you go, big chance. You might be able to do that one. Absolutely no Smouse way. could come back. No way that would get up these days. <laughs> they don't have conductors on buses anymore. Yeah. No chance. No, no chance that's getting made in 2018. But, but the villain is a character called Blakey who's got a Hitler moustache and whose catchphrase was, I'll get you, butler. Yeah. That was his catchphrase. The only thing I know about this show is through your impression. Yes. yes. So why, was yes. His, why, was his, why were their nemesis catching the bus all the time? Yeah. He, just had, he just had to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, couldn't get another round. the inspector who's got a clipboard oh, going, okay. this bus was due out 10 minutes ago. <laughs> And like you could do the on the buses dining experience. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's on the restaurant they tram. haven't done it. <laughs> but they, you know, 
He's the bad guy, but when you watch it now, he's the most reasonable and right. decent person right. in the show. Like he's just right. trying to make sure the public transport's running on time. He's yeah, trying yeah. to do that and he's trying to keep the uh, bus driver's hands away from the asses of the female uh, conductors. Right. right. Maybe that's just a thing. That's an, that's an age thing. Like you yeah, go through right. an age where you're barracking for, for everyone else and then you get to an age where you start barracking for Blakey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. Blakey's like Tumblr back in the day, just like calling out this fucked bus driver like, yeah. you are going to cop it on Mamma Mia, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember the uh, Full Frontal did a very funny... Uh, I'm going to have to buses. stop you there. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to fact check you there. <laughs> well, it was a McAuliffe one. Oh, okay, right. right. And McAuliffe played Blakey and it was uh, it was the movie Speed redone with the cast. <laughs> right, right. And, and the double-decker bus was going to blow up. That should be. They, they should have done that thing at the start where they go, dedicated to Tony Martin. <laughs> yeah, right. Particular sketch. And the bus was tilted on its side and Sean couldn't walk properly up it. <laughs> Look, if... Anyone is listening to this is near YouTube. Just go and just Google on the buses right. and mm. be ready to be appalled. Yeah, you've been talking about on the buses on Way various media for Way like it feels like about twenty years at this yeah. point. What kind of retainer have they got? You I with? actually did a. I found this recently on a cassette, and then I had to go and find a cassette player at like a garage sale to mm-hmm. play it on. And I had done in 1990 a five-part radio serial for Triple M called On the Longboats, which was a Viking saga with the cast (laughs) of On the Buses. And I think I'm going to get Matt Dower on the pots and pans to upload it to SoundCloud so right. that everyone can be mystified for yeah. 25 minutes. Hell yeah, I love it. I think I'll do that. I'm going to do it. Wow. That's great. Um, You've got your your book out, Tony, at the moment. That's that's yes. but that's we can still say that you're still you you'd only be just off the press trail. This is this yep. technically is still the press trail, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and how's it all going? Deadly kerfuffle. Yes. It's uh, it's it's going quite well. It's already sold more than my last book did in eight years. Oh, so, really? So that's quite good. Great. Because I've got myself a copy now. I've got a thing. Right. Where? Um, oh no! Here it comes. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you found the typo on page no, one hundred and seven. You are way more. <laughs> prepared for that than me. Can no. you pay me back for this? <laughs> yeah. right. No, no, no. I've got a thing where I've I've got uh, uh, between you and John Saffron, when you guys come on the show and you've had books out, I've gone and got the, bu- the books. Right, right. And then I've got you to sign them afterwards. But I've got this weird thing where because, you know what, both of you are people that I very, very much admired before I got into comedy. And, and both of our books are about white supremacy. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> it makes it sound like you don't admire them anymore. Yeah, like no, 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 no. Was, was yeah. that past tense? No, no, no. <laughs> Once I saw how it's all done, fucking <laughs> yeah, 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 hell. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was just because of the latest book. Pooh-wee. No, 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 it wasn't that at all. No, it was uh, uh, because... Because of that, it's sort of that thing where I don't know how to put this. Maybe does this make any sense? Where uh, I used to have a lot of posters of like footballers when I grew up, yep. but then once you get, I, I had a little rule where it was like once I got to the age of the footballers, I'm like you're not allowed to have them on your wall anymore. Yeah, right. That's oh, a weird thing. Yeah, that was my little rule. Not not the rule. I don't know why I brought that up actually in context to you, but it's like you guys are still. I'm still a little bit in awe of you guys because. Uh, uh, I knew of you before I got into it. Right. You know, if someone starts now, some twenty-year-old starts down, I'm like, fuck that guy. Right. I don't. I don't have right. to like those those people at all. Luke, like, anything? <laughs> yeah, like Luke, for example. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> fair enough. He started after me, so no, no, not interested. Sorry, yeah, mate. But Luke's an AFI award-nominated screenwriter. Oh right. Yeah. Well, it's a. Uh, I, I did he did he write it before I, I got into comedy? No. So fuck him. I don't know if I am for. 
I don't know if I am for writing for the actors. I'm not sure. I have to double. That's. I feel like I should know that. I feel that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's so blase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm once you find your phone, look it up, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm the same though. I, I find it hard to. Sorry, Carl. You probably finished no. the story, but I, I find it difficult to know how to interact with. Because um, Tony, like yourself, I watched you growing up. I watched right. the Late Show nonstop. So the uh, there is a level of admiration and gushing that you haven't experienced yet because I haven't let it out. But, yeah. if ever, right. but if we were to ever get drunk together, <laughs> yeah, well. you, I'd, I'd turn into this sort of super fan that you don't, you don't even know exists. Yes. Uh, you know? but You'd be see, off to Vegas with yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was exactly like that with John Clark, you know, just yeah. hanging around. I thought just... you were going to bring Blakey in there for a second. <laughs> Blake, was, with Stephen Lewis, a.k.a. Blakey. And I'm a bit like that. I'm sort of uh, – I, I hate to say this because it, it doesn't sound right, but I'm in a band – with Damien Cowell from Tism. Yeah, and I, oh, and that's we, awesome. And we just, we just drove to Warrnambool, did a show on Saturday night, and I am just, a four-hour drive to Warrnambool, I am fighting the urge to ask 700 stupid Tism questions yeah. that he would have been asked a hundred times well, they, they were catchy. They were really good songs. That's great. Right. The stop song Very underrated. Amazing. Well, this yeah. is like you, last time, like like, like Tommy said, the, the yearly episode with Tony Martin where we, we, right. get the, we get enough gumption to ask you to come over to our house <laughs> and hope we're, not, we hope we're not haranguing you too not much. Last that. time we were always very, we we're always a bit worried about it. I am, right? And then last time when we did the episode here, with, and the guest was Dilruk Jai Singh, the other guest. <laughs> yes. After the show, like uh, uh, Tommy had to go, and then we just asked you questions about showbiz right. for honestly five hours. <laughs> yeah. and we, it was a very long so night. We went through the the history of comedy, right? The whole everything you'd ever done, anything you'd ever heard of, and then we started just on just any. Half substantiated gossip you'd ever yeah, heard right. about anyone. Because we, we did the podcast here. I had to leave to go and do another podcast. I drove to the other side of town. I did that podcast. I went home. I had dinner. And I texted Carl going, how's your afternoon been? And he wrote back, Tony just left. Yeah. Oh, right. Not only that, but I think I, I'm pretty sure we did a 1 p.m. podcast. Wow. And Dill was late for his gig that night. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but there would have been so many defamatory stories. Oh, totally. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, was... we put together a, a highlight reel. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> There'd be so many beeps. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. you just driving over here thinking of now, what am I going to talk about in the post-podcast interview? I'm, yeah. I'm going, what haven't I said before? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a shame because, I mean, it's not going to help anyone else at home, but when we finally staggered out of this flat, at the end of it, me and Dill went, Oh, we could have sold that podcast for anything, <laughs> for anything we wanted to. Uh, by the way, Luke McGregor, best comedy script at the Augie Awards 2017. Oh, oh yes, yes, we, that was yes, that was the Australian Royal Society. Very happy with that. Thanks for uh, bringing that up, Toby. Just uh, and it's under here, biggest member. It doesn't say where that's from, though. What award show? <laughs> but just while we're I that, talking, I tweeted out once a week. And Luke, we uh, dug out. I don't know if you remember this, Luke, when you very first started, maybe. Almost ten years ago, yeah. The Summer Lovin' podcast. Do you remember doing those with Ed Cavalier at Ed Nova? Kelly and yeah, and, and Ash, Ash Williams. Williams. I do remember that. Too. I mean, we've dragged those out and uploaded them again this they, week. They hold up. They're still pretty funny, but it's so. <laughs> Would have loved if your uncle was no. Just <laughs> no, put them up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Really, you, 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 are, you are not we good. Uh, yeah, in after his I, I, yeah, I really thought that you wouldn't make it up to hearing that back. <laughs> but it's like it's pre-actor and Augie nominations, Luke McGregor. It's Luke McGregor. Living in a flat with Ed Cavalier, I think at that time I was, was living that... with Ed, and it was um, it was nerve. God, you can't be much lower than that. You know, that's <laughs> a real start of your career there. <laughs> it was it was um, it was weird because I uh, I don't know I don't know I, I'm living with a I'm living with a friend of the show Tommy Little at the moment. Uh, 
And I, I don't know how to act around a housemate. I don't know what to. I don't know how often I'm supposed to say hi when I get up. I'm like, good morning, <laughs> hello, good night. Do I have to make sure I say good night, or can I just like if he's upstairs, I'm in a shower, and I want to go to bed. Do I have to go, Tommy, good night, good night, Like it's just, I don't. I still don't know quite how to interact. I'm used to living by myself. I'm not quite sure how to interact with another person yet. <laughs> My housemate, when we moved in together, he similar thing. He first night didn't know how to act with a housemate. And yeah. we're just on the couch. He's like, anyway, I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right, night. And he comes over and gives me a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> cap off the night. And I'm like, you have to do this every night from now on. No. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird. I don't uh, – I, I, I'm not used to it yet. Um, and uh, it's, it's – um, I, I haven't talked about this before, but I, I've, I'm, I'm single again. And one thing I struggled with a lot was um, – Hang on, a bevy of women just fucking yeah. burst <laughs> through the windows. Yeah. Um, but, My uh, cat's trying to fuck you. What's, I, what's I, happening? I, um, I, 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 when I was um, with a partner, I saved up a lot of hor- – I was watching horror films nonstop that I'd been wanting to see for ages but couldn't because I was living by myself um, because I had – you were stockpiling horror movies. I was just watching heaps. All the ones I'd been saving up for my whole like. I, there's all these horror films I wanted to see, but I didn't because. I, oh, oh I was now like, that you're single, uh, you've been watching uh, them. Sorry. No, no. When I was with a partner, I started oh. watching them because I had someone I was sleeping with. There was someone in the bed. Oh, okay. So, and now that I'm um, by myself again, they're all coming back, and it's it's horrifying. I can't be home. <laughs> uh, it's just just lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, going, I've, 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 done, "I've done a really bad thing." <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're going up to get company with Tommy Little. Uh, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And constantly just sneaking into bed, of, just top and tailing. So it's yeah. not weird. Uh, a lot of bumping and banging coming from Tommy's room. You're like, oh god, it's a killer. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's because he he went away to um he went away to Adelaide to do the fringe, and I was just I was he, you know I was just in his house by myself, going, this is this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a, I mean, I know it's the most obvious thing you could say, but the odd couple, you and Tommy Little living mm. together, it is a little um you know. We both talk about how we both got six packs, and <laughs> yeah, it's 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 strange. It's good because I he encourages me to be a bit more confident because I'm I don't, I don't know it doesn't know I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable just talking. About it. <laughs> but what about when you were living with Cavalry? What was that like? Because I'm imagining it's just drums of protein powder. <laughs> it, well, he, yeah, like food is fuel, Luke, um, or uh, a lot of lot of um, powerful speeches right, about right. ambition and. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we we got along really well. It was uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, that was a f- that, he was probably the most relaxed I've ever felt in the house before. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but you can't move back in with him now. Yeah, so it's it's you and Ed living together now. You the, and Tommy the, uh, little. When when are you going to move in with Tony Robbins? The hardest one was. Uh, uh, you, uh, you guys probably the listeners might not know, but this is uh, there's a Tasmanian comedian called Ted Wilson who's very funny. But uh, I was living with him for a while and uh, we had just an open, large rectangular cardboard box just open in the kitchen. It was just an empty – it was just an open-air garbage bin basically, like compost. And it would take so long to fill it. It would take a good month or so to fill it. But because Ted and I lived there, we didn't realise it stunk. Um, But when Ted finally got a – when Ted got a partner, um, she started coming around and and then – Made us realise your your house smells like a like a compost heap. <laughs> we just had an open air garbage bin, and we just thought that was normal until is someone this, came in and said that's not that's not normal. Is this how you developed OCD? Because I can't yeah. imagine you now just having an open yeah. bin in your house. No. I don't, can't either. I don't know why. Because there was there was a lot of stuff in in St Kilda that made me um, a little bit more jumpy about germs. I, I, my Please? someone had sex. <laughs> someone had sex in my car. Um, <laughs> on your car. On had, your car. Someone had sex in my car bonnet. So that I woke up and the bonnet was. 
was bumped in, and there was a there was a used condom on the bonnet. <laughs> Welcome to St Kilda. And I'm like, that's 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 not normal. <laughs> They it's, dented yeah. in the bonnet. They did in the bonnet. Jeez. Yeah, it was um, it was quite a. You got to respect a, that, though. Quite, yeah. Oh, you know, good on them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's confusing because because you could hear someone saying asking for twenty bucks. You don't know whether it's a sex worker or a lady. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, look, I want to I want to talk about this because I, I was talking to you about this a little while back. Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah. You're very excited. You, you, and this is, this is, I haven't talked to you about it since, but this is a couple of months ago in the heyday of Bitcoin. It's been a bit much quieter since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I bought it, um, I, I, because I, it was really, hard, the, the websites were crashing, with people trying to log on to be able to buy it. And I, I, I got now, on. To me, it seems like a thing where it's that volatile. Again, it doesn't seem like the right thing for someone with severe OCD to be dabbling in. No, it would, it, and, and, you know, it it wasn't. Because <laughs> I, I, I bought it at the tippy top, which is around 24,000 Australian dollars. I bought some. Because um, I, I bought. Hang like, on, how much Australian dollars? So it's, it was. It, one Bitcoin was worth $24,000. But, but you could buy like. Oh, um, a fraction you could of buy it. a fraction of it. So right. I, bought, I bought a fraction of it, waiting for it to go to 50, 100. Um, it went down to 14. Uh, so lost just. just just over, oh no, just under half my money just disappeared. Right. Um, but the good news is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll sit on this for a few months. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can edit right. it in. Yeah. yeah. It, right. was a, it was a, you know, I grew as a person. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, so, I am. Um, so did you sell it in the end or? Still got it. It's, just, got it's it. just sitting there. Um, not worth as much. I don't know right. what to do with it. Um, but I've, I've, got to, I've got to seriously let my cat in because the cat is <laughs> been pouring at the door for, for <laughs> half an hour now. So I'm sorry, Tommy. I know you're allergic to mm-hmm. this cat. But I'm yeah. going to have to let poor little Crunchy in. Here Crunchy. You come. Right. Oh, good sounds. Just looking at the microphone. Oh, I'm trying to get her on. on Haven't you taught her anything? Record. That's no. the problem with a cat. If you point a microphone at them, they yeah. will clam up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cats were, were – were there wild cats that were that size and then like normal cats and then you got lions and tigers and stuff like that? So, but there's Stop no testing out stand-up gear there's, on us. There's, there's no medium cat, right? There's no medium-sized uh, – like this, like you got to. I guess I the cheetah's so. a medium-sized cat. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There's an, there's an anti-evolutionist right here. <laughs> right, this is. This is. This is I, I want to talk about Bitcoin quickly. I was. Uh, I was out with my dad recently, and we were. It's a weird start to the story, but we were in a public pool together. Right. We're in the hot. We're in the hot springs together. <laughs> Just a couple of lads living it up uh, down at the Peninsula Hot Springs. Was that a spontaneous dad? What are you up to right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Is this a daddy Sunday? <laughs> yeah. It actually was. Right. Yeah. Um, but we were sitting in this uh, in this public pool bit, and there was a guy near us who. Had really had the look of someone who's gone in hard on Bitcoin, like just. <laughs> How do you look like that? He j- just so, well. Okay, so several things. For, the first thing was the night before there'd been a thing on sixty minutes about Bitcoin, and it was because it's sixty minutes. It was a bit of a beat up. So they found a guy who's. Well, it was about cryptocurrency as a whole. They found a guy who's starting the Australian version of Bitcoin. It's right. called. He's called it Ozcoin. Oh, nice. And oh, they yeah. find this guy. And I he's think a, I get it. He's a bit dim. <laughs> so they've just. You know, it's 60 minutes, so they've just smashed him. Like, they've right. really gone in. So if you're a boomer watching that, your takeaway is, well, all crypto is fucked. Like, you know, yes. it's all for idiots. So I'm sitting there with Dad, and he's, he's talking about it going, oh, yeah, this thing on 60 minutes last night. God, what kind of idiot low breed would you have to be to buy in on a cryptocurrency? Just really, really going off. 
This guy opposite us, you can just see him start <laughs> to fume. Like he's and but he's with his partner and it really had the vibe of like he's been told many times by her, stop bringing up Bitcoin, stop getting into fights at parties and family functions. <laughs> and he's just like, you could see his like veins popping at the neck. Like he's just glaring at my dad. And normally dad will go on a tear in public and I'm a bit more like, just uh, just keep your thoughts on equal marriage to yourself. But with this, <laughs> I just wanted to see where it was. I, I really wanted to provoke it. So like the first time in my life I've ever been like, yeah, keep going, Dad. Right. What else? Did you notice anything else about it? But yeah, just it, but there must be early investors who are just like for the for the for someone. I'm just a, a, a little bit interested in this that you're looking at someone going. This looks like someone who'd be really into Bitcoin. What's he looking at you bathing with your dad? <laughs> Thinking of you, what's his take from that? What's he saying on his podcast right now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's financial based. It's like this guy looks like he needs to borrow some money because yeah. he's <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah, I've got, a, I got, a, I've got a mate though that I think bought Ripple at like sixty cents, and it's so either, that's a Bitcoin as well. That's a yeah, another cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. And, and now it's it went up to four fifty at one point, and then now it's worth a dollar something. So even even now he's still up. Right, so, yeah. right. It's just a wild ride. Yeah, it's just. But I was one of the people who like heard about it late. So when everyone was going, Woo! I got in at the very like. Lit, I managed to like swish three points right at the top of the boom, right, <laughs> and then it went. Right. And then it just went down after that. So have you bought out of all of it, or have you? No, still I've still, I've, 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 I've got, I've, I bet, like, like just a you're f- buying five five percent of my <laughs> money is just in all these different cryptocurrencies, just right. sort of, and just waiting, just to yeah. see what you happens. bought. You bought shares in hot cross buns on Easter Sunday, and went, <laughs> "This cannot fail. <laughs> this is <laughs> going to be good." <laughs> that was my dad going to me like these idiots. It's like just get shares, like you know, like JB Hi-Fi. They're just going <laughs> yes. up and up and up. That's a sure thing. Get shares in yeah. JB Hi-Fi. I'm like. It's a store that trades in solid state media. Like their days are numbered, yeah, Dad. Yes. I, I, I just want to get rich very quickly, Same. but I feel like I'm actually slowing down the process with all these <laughs> little trades I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say, in defence of JB Hi-Fi, the CD section. <laughs> I knew that would fire you up. <laughs> but who would have thought we would have lived long enough to see the vinyl section yes. oh. in JB? Be bigger than the CD section. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. right. Has vinyl made a comeback? Because yeah. CDs are, they, no one's, surely no one's, I mean, people, I mean, people must be buying them, I suppose. I'm still buying them. Do you have problems storing them? Uh, no. Because the reason I went from a books to a Kindle was mostly because I, I just ran out of places to put the books. I just, we don't have children, so we just have piles of DVDs. Uh, CDs. You've got prams full of obsolete media, full of laser discs. By we, do you mean you and Andrew Mikado? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know where he got the full on the buses, but it is available. But uh, Because just for anyone listening who doesn't super know you, you described being married and then divorced. Yes. And then you said, Andrew Mikado sends this DVD to my house, and then you said, we watched it together. Yeah. So we, people don't know that you're current, you currently have, have a, a partner. Go- it literally yes. sounded like Andrew Mikado is just coming around once a month to watch On the Buses with you. <laughs> I think I made some reference to On the Buses like 11 years ago with him on the radio. He's never <laughs> forgotten. Right, right, right. And I think he distribute. he's involved with DVD distributors and he's obviously got the full On the Buses box and yeah. gone, I know where this will be appreciated. Now you might enjoy this, JB Hi-Fi. They've done it again. Uh, they have done it again. <laughs> they're, they're constantly doing it again or having just done it again. Um, <laughs> Should I buy in? Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now, we do have, you know, we, the, the listeners of our show and, you know, with, with you being part of Get This, you had a lot of 
pretty fanatical listeners. Yes. Now we've we've got a much smaller base than than what you would have had. But we've got some pretty full-on uh, listeners. Yeah, I don't know whether the Get This fans would have followed us to Bali. Right. We're not going <laughs> to Bali. I want to make that clear. We're going to Thailand. Thailand, pardon me. Now, I take great offence at that. Now, I'm not sure how mad I can get at one of my heroes, but this is about as mad as I get. Okay. It is the Shelbyville. Okay. Bali is the Shelbyville to, to Thailand's um, Springfield. Oh. Now, I've never been to Bali. I want to put that on the record. I will never go. But... JB Hi-Fi, um, we have a listener that works in a JB Hi-Fi in Sydney and every Sunday she, you know how it comes up with the recommended yes, uh, yes. Uh, things on the DVD, um, she writes a new one that's a reference to our show every oh, single really? yes. Sunday. We've got, a, we've got a sleeper agent within the JB <laughs> Hi-Fi. Awesome. Amy, Amy is her name and she does it every Sunday and, we, and she, she puts it up and we, we share it on social media and whatever and, and, and they're great, they're genuinely great right. but the thing that kills me is that I just sort of used to assume, oh, well, she then takes it down every week or whatever. But she says no. She leaves all of them up. So, so there's this one store that oh. is absolutely swamped. Just full of dun, dun, In just oh, references wow. to us. This is wow. like our theme, but this is our Graceland. Yeah, no, no. This is our Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do an episode from there? Yeah. It's, so it's just it, like, for example, I think this week's was... Uh, or last week's was, uh, it was like an obscure Doris Day movie, or maybe not obscure, Tony, I'm not sure, called right. the, the Pajama Part. Pajama. Uh, pillow Talk? Pillow Talk. Oh, was it Pillow Talk? I or think it could, might have been Pillow Talk. There could be one talk. with Pajama. I think it, it was Pajama Game. Right. Maybe well, it wasn't Doris. musical, though, is it? Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Doris Day movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so This could go for 30 minutes if Tony keeps trying to Yeah, yeah. So that was it. And then, and then the, the description was, uh, uh, the story of how Carl Chandler got into comedy or whatever because <laughs> right. in my first two years I wore pyjamas on stage okay, for about three right. months or whatever. So that was – and so that store is flooded in wow. these deep cuts. It's wow. not even like, a, you know, a movie called – I don't think she's even got around to Tommy the Musical from The Who <laughs> and gone, oh, Tommy Daslow. Well, no, she's, she's saving that for when she, you know, she, when, for when she has an off day. Right, no, no. Keep the easy one there ready to go. <laughs> right, right, right. No, it's all these super deep cuts. So it's a, even, if you're a, even if you're a listener of this show and you go into that store, you probably wouldn't understand half of it. Right. It is absolutely Can flooded. Can you say which one it is or will there be trouble? No, I don't. I, I, mean, I don't think we know exactly. I think and also right. we shouldn't. No, I, okay. I think now that we've said her name, we shouldn't. Shouldn't we? I think... Can I say I, I've got this guess in my head? No. Don't. So I think it's actually more exciting for a listener to accident if they accidentally it. end up in that one. It's like, okay. oh, this is the. Dumb I mean, dumb. go and go to all the JBs. Uh, yeah, go to yeah, Hudson. Yeah. Go to yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought shares in them, so go in there, yeah, buy yeah. heaps buy, of DVDs. Buy stuff. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, this will probably inspire. I mean, I dare say they'll be on the buses. We'll be fucking copying the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the well, dumb I dumb used to like JB used to have a range of movies that had stickers on that said Alan Jones recommends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. and, and sometimes it would be a movie you really wanted, and you just have to buy it with that sticker so I would always very carefully remove the sticker and then put it onto it like a business card and have that in my pocket and oh, go back great. to JB great. and then peel it off and go to the queer cinema section <laughs> and just find the most hardcore film yeah. and attach Alan Jones recommends yeah, great. that was a lot of fun that's great alright Alan Jones recommends on the buses <laughs> yeah. I think is what's going to end up oh. happening after this yeah or Dum Dum Club yeah yeah, yeah that would be great no. um, yeah so I, we, we have to go the next time we go to Sydney we should go and uh, yeah. do an in-store appearance. You Maybe bring our own little card table oh, and start signing the DVDs yeah, with all these obscure bad. references to not us. Not bad at all. Um, but what, you know, let's get back to your book, to, uh, uh, to Deadly Kerfuffle, Tony. Yes. Because I've got a copy here, and like I said, uh, uh, getting back to that, you and John Safran, who have been on the show, every time I'll, I'll go and get a, a, a book. And what I do is, and what I've realised I've done, 
um, is every time you come on, I get the book and then I, after the show, I get you to sign them. Right. But then I get a bit weird about it. And what I've done every time is I've got you to sign them, but then I've got a bit too scared to look at what you've written in there. Oh, okay. So I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of books of you and John Safran each with inscriptions and then I've gone, oh, I'm just going to hide them now and never look inside. So right. I'd, I'd like to get another one. I'd like to get a collection of... Uh, so I should write something that will... That you will not see for like twenty years. Yes. Mm, so I like should that. write a message to future cars. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe like a time capsule message yeah, to, me, so right. to when I get a backbone enough is, to is read the what's fear in there. It'll be bad or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like a, I just that feel is a like very I, strange. I know. Bit of I, I feel like I've, I, I could open them up and go. A, Thanks for I, fucking wasting yeah, my time I, again. I had a mate, um, Blake, who uh, used to do on email. Um, there was about ten of us uh, who were all mates, and he used to do a top ten friends list. Free <laughs> MySpace. Every 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 I think it was every week, every month, and he'd send out the email, and it'd be like uh, Dave number one came to the movies with me, uh, Luke six um, said he was sick, no proof provided, uh, <laughs> right. had already seen the film without me, but and it, we, the first time it was just a funny joke, and then I think then. It, Weeks went by, we'd keep getting these top ten lists and we all started to really care about it. Like we wanted to get on top. He, he, he made himself the leader of the group just by these, just by these best mates list. Yeah, that's right. insane power play. Because I, I don't think – because you, you, you go through your whole life and then I assume most people do this without ever asking your friends for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> like just, yeah. you know, just, Carl, how, how was I this month, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rank the three of us in order right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, equal. Easy. Three way time. So brave of you. So brave of you to do. Controversial. Uh, so, yeah, so I, where does this come from? This, so you're embarrassed and then is it like you feel embarrassed about asking – and is it like if you don't look at the inside of the cover, it's like it never happened? Yeah, but at least I've asked and I've got a nice little memorabilia even though I don't know what it is. Mm. Yeah. So uh, uh, at some stage, either during the episode or, or after, I'd love to. Sure. Add, yeah, add, cool. Go out of your way to do this thing that I'm <laughs> yeah, never going to look yeah, at exactly. ever again. I know. And I know. So who else is on the shelf? Who else is it's me, you Saffron? And, you and Saffron. Just us. Yeah. Can we, can we open it up to the floor and, you know, Tommy and I will also just rod and random things that you can find? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like write a, something on the holiday. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah or just, no. just something in the back of the fridge. See if you ever find if, it. If you bring a Utopia DVD around and you can sign that, that's fine. You <laughs> can't be signing someone else's stuff. You want, you're not in the holiday. Um, but speaking of um, <laughs> that, that horrible um, um, slight you did about mentioning barley rather than Thailand. Sorry about um, that. I'll just, <laughs> Very offensive. I'll just update one little thing, which is um, I, I spoke, I think last week it was or the week before about, I went to Kosamu, which is the, the place I sort of tend to nearly always go. And I, I had the ultimate, I gave someone the ultimate dum-dum listener experience in that they recognised me at the at the uh, counter of getting on the plane to go to Koh Samui wow. in Singapore, right. and then I had this sort of semi awkward interaction with her where I got excited and started telling her for ages, "Oh, this is where you should go in Koh Samui and whatever." But she was with you know three, four, five other girls of her age, which is like early mid twenties, and there's okay. this forty year old guy going, "Yeah, <laughs> go to this bar. It's really there's really cheap cocktails <laughs> if you go to this bar." I've come up with you. I've got my own podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. All of that, and they're just going, "What are you?" What right. are you talking about? So uh, I act- after we talked about that, I actually got the message 
uh, a message back because I said, you know, message me if you're that girl that I met that time. That time. Missed connection. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've got, I've got a message this week from her, which is great. And I've got the picture that she, we took of the map of Samui. I'll show you just very quickly there. Oh, wow. It's is us. this a euphemism? <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, it is. It does look like Tasmania. Yeah. Steady on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's I, our sister city. It's her. So shout out to, shout out to uh, Kim. Kim Kelly, if I can, if I may use your full Jeez. name. <laughs> but uh, her message was, was quite good. She she sent me a message saying, "Hey, Carl, my name's Kim. I I was the girl who spotted you at the airport in in Singapore on the way to Koh Samui. Um, uh, just so you know, even though I didn't go to any of the places you suggested, <laughs> I had a great holiday. <laughs> why would she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can see why you keep going back. Here's the photo. Um, P.S. Sadly, none of my friends became listeners after this. Oh, so, fair enough. Oh, Completely ouch. fair enough. Yeah. So few, a few nice things, a few backhanders there, but that's fine. I feel like, you know, as long as I got out of it even. Typical interaction with our fan. <laughs> it, you know, you've kind of come out on top, you know, yeah, for yeah. what the average is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were nice enough to – so thank you, Kim. Thank you and, and uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, Kosamu, even though you were there three or f- – uh, yeah, probably six months early for the for the big festival yeah. in June coming yeah, out. Yeah, timing. Yeah. Well, look, uh, just talking of Tasmania before, so, of course, uh, Rosehaven, the show that you are in with a uh, friend of the show, Celia Pacola, yeah. which uh, has been on for a couple of years now and is set in Tasmania. Uh, now, my parents are big fans of the show. Uh, my dad is a big fan of the show and has been a fan of yours for a long time. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but after – and he saw a few episodes of the first season and he said to me, you know what, I, I just have so much trouble understanding what Luke's saying. You no, that's, got it. That's fair enough. You <laughs> got to tell him to fix his diction, and I said I'm never going to tell him that. No, but no, then, but then I saw your castmate Celia, and I was telling her that story, and she goes, "We got enough notes about it in the first season that Luke has had to go to diction classes." Oh. Yeah, I went to a speech therapist, <laughs> uh, and I was told one of the techniques I've been using uh, just before a scene is I say whatever the line is. So if the line is "Welcome to the Little Dum Dum Club," I, I hold my Wait. tongue against my left peak and go "Welcome to the Little Dum Dum Club," and I have to do that over and over again so that it's like it's like it's like punching with weights, and mm. then when you drop the weights, your punches are supposed to be harder or something. Yeah, or, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that because yeah, I people gen, like people were tweeting me going, "I, I don't." <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, well, that's 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 annoying because we spend a lot of time writing these jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, they found the Twitter handle after you reading it out on air, so yeah, they clearly exactly. weren't it, having too much yeah, trouble. Yeah, no, it's a re- it was that was a uh, that was a that was a common complaint. And, wow. uh, and then when we got sold in America, I, I, it was I even... don't understand like what you're saying now. Like, what, how's it fixed? It no, no. But <laughs> I mean, no, I'm joking. But you don't t- talk. Still, it still, still hurts. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you sound like you're still talking the same as you've always talked. Yeah, to me. it's it's uh, it was it's around. Um, little uh, words that roll into each other. Like I would, I don't know. I would, if I talk too fast, or I would. Uh, I, I'm fine when I'm just maybe on a podcast. But if I, if I had to read a line and then I had to, I don't know. I, I was just rolling. Like I was listening back to the edit and I couldn't understand what I said either. And I'm like, oh god, if I can understand, I don't think America's got any chance. Oh, right. I, I just couldn't believe that a complaint that my dad had about something. Was in any way accurate or backed no, up? No, it was. That's a. That was. A, I, I. I had to get um, speech therapy. I'm still. I'm still sort of. Um, and I'm still practicing the exercises. It's an ongoing battle to. Uh, to be to be heard. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like your dad's two for two. He's he's picked the demise of Bitcoin. Yeah. He's picked McGregor's diction. Yeah. He's it's, some kind of genius. It's good. Like it's that sort of because uh, it's it's weird when you put. Something out there. I mean, you guys are the same, I suppose. It's because if it's not stand-up, you're sort of putting stuff out there and then you – I know the feedback either doesn't come at all or it comes later or it's 
but that was a big one was that they couldn't hear what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Which one great thing I think you've done on Rosehaven uh, subtitles <laughs> is, <laughs> is you've dragged a few locals, a few Tasmanian locals in there, and I notice Anthony Morgan. Yeah. Where did you find Anthony, who was a great – who is a great stand-up comedian, but was like a kind of major force in yeah, Melbourne yeah, comedy yeah. right through on, the eighties and nineties, and then uh, kind of became a recluse in uh, Tasmania. Um, I know ABC were a fan, and our director Jonathan Bro really liked him. Um, he was in Ronnie Cheng as well. Yeah, that, we, we, so we we we've been trying to cast as many, and Anthony's been great. What, what, so this is a this, this is a different story, but uh, what, what, we were trying to cast. Locals, and we had this one lady um, who was an extra, uh, and she, she, the, the problem we had with her was that she kept getting on camera. <laughs> so <laughs> as, as, as as we go from shot to shot, yes. she is teleporting to different oh, locations. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> scene. Oh, right. yeah. And so we would we would be sitting there in the edit, going, "That's a great take. That's a great take. Yep, yep, yep perfect." And then we would watch it back, and there was this one um, elderly lady in every single shot. Right. And we're going, "Oh god!" Oh, no. Like the smoking man in the X Files. Uh, yeah, it was. Yes. We would ha- we would, and we'd find we'd have to sort of keep an eye on her so she didn't get in every <laughs> shot. I mean, she was very good. What she, she, I mean, she walked across the screen like no one else, but it was. Yeah. But we still had to. Uh, My dad really wants to start doing extra work, and that's absolutely the sort of shit he oh, would get, do. Get him, get him on. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard because you can't. It, it's like because you, extras, you, you can give very little to no direction to. So it's. Oh, he would need a lot. And, and if some, sometimes you'll say, <laughs> sometimes you'll say clap, and there'll be someone in the crowd who's just going off, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> just a mild clap, thanks. <laughs> but it's also the. It's way bitchier than normal actors. Like if you. Go and listen to the table where the extras sit at lunchtime. Oh. It's so backstabby. And I remember we were on the librarians. We had because there had to be extras in the library. And We've so, got to get one of these stories one day. <laughs> Seriously, but because Being extra must be nice. <laughs> but because it's happening over the course of days and weeks, you've got to move them around. Yeah. So yeah. someone will come and like that woman plant themselves right up the front. In like the reference section, mm. and then you go and move, and then because the scene is now like two hours later, you go, well, you go down the back, and then you yeah, move someone yeah. forward, and then at lunchtime you'll just hear, well, I don't know why he was moved up the front. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean he, he's not reference section material. <laughs> it was like so, it was so bitchy. It was way bitchier than than proper actors. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Has, but how's you just hanging out by the <laughs> extras <know>. table, just <laughs> like yeah, with the, 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 the gossip, looking for material? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's just about all the time we have on the little Dum Dum Club. We should point week. out that it was light when we started yeah. recording yes. this, and we are now all sitting oh, in the and dark. I, I, we, well, I, without saying the suburb car, we used to live in the same one. Yes. Have you ever had any problems with someone? Because I had my, I had two things happen while I was living very close to you. My bike was. You're about to accuse me of things. <laughs> I am. Uh, I had my bike. My. my a mountain bike stolen. Guilty. And I had, uh, I thought so, but you, you, do, you do so many good tricks on it. It's, 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 it's better in your hands. Um, and um, I had a guy just in our stairwell just shaking doors to see if they were unlocked. Oh. And just he, and as he got up to ours, because I heard him shaking my neighbours, then he went to mine and started, um, just went to shake my door. And I went, can I help you, mate? And he goes, oh. And he just started walking back down the stairs and I said, can I help you? Uh, and I just started taking photos of him. I just thought, I, should, oh. I feel like I should take photos of this guy. So I just started taking photos and he started running. And then I started running after him down the street, just taking photos. Oh, great. Of his back. <laughs> Until I started catching up and went, I've got, I, uh, there's nothing, I don't know what to do when I catch this yeah. guy. So I just stopped running. 
and then and then just walked back home with all these photos of a guy's back. <laughs> and I've never wow. seen him since. No, but you were because you were living at that time on the because I've moved since you we both moved since then. Yeah. But you were living on the same block as me. Yeah. Just a, a, it's a very big block. But that's the same block that we talked about a, a, a quite a while ago, but people still talk about this story that I told. Uh, there was a guy, there was a I think sort of a bit of a crazy guy that lived next door to me that was just saying for hours and hours, Doctor, Doctor Ramsey, really, just, just in the middle of the night, <laughs> over and over and over. I was oh. on the podcast where you first reported this. Oh, maybe, and, and had, just in the middle of the night, or yeah, it was hours? it was me. I got stuck, and I know I've told this before, so people, I hope people don't mind me saying a very brief recap of this. But it was like I was on the balcony because I have a thing where. You know, if I do a gig or I'm running a gig or whatever it is, uh, uh, I need to sort of cool down when I get home and I'll chill out for maybe half an hour, an hour. And I sat on my balcony and it was happening next door and I felt (laughs) trapped because he was like directly underneath me and all he was doing was like going, Dr. Dr. Ramsey, <laughs> like that. And then, but he kept moving around, so I didn't know where he was, and I felt oh, like. He's like, walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He walked around, and honestly, like, I know I've said this, but like at some stage, he'd, he'd it'd be literally like, Dr. Dr. Doctor, Doctor, and he just turned up really close again, and then he got into a car and drove off, and I'm like, the end. And then, like, honestly, 10, 15 minutes later, he came back, I hear a car open mid. Doctor Doctor Ramsey, <laughs> just like this door opened. Doctor Ramsey, and, and then he Far walked out right. again. And then that night, you switched on neighbours, and there he <laughs> yeah, was no, going, Doctor Ramsey. We, yeah. It's like we had a guy who used <laughs> to. No, but then the punchline of it all was well, when I say punchline, the end of the story was he then walked into his house, and just as he closed the door, he goes, Doctor Doctor Ramsey, I think that was a horse, and then walked into his house, and that was the end of the story. What? <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to. Gonna, I tried. Look, I did all the research. Don't worry. <laughs> but he must have been it's, an actor, pre- you know, practicing. No, I, but you, well, I mean, it, how long do you have to practice, Doctor Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like your lines. Even me with my speech yeah, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we because speaking of your uh, us being at your house at the moment, you and I did a gig together on Saturday night. Your gig at the basement at the European Beer Cafe. Yes. And uh, there was someone in the audience. You found out from looking at oh, the ticket yes. receipts. Someone who lives in this building was yeah. at your comedy. So what, completely randomly. Yeah. So what what happens is uh, I run basement comedy on Saturday nights in Melbourne in the city, and what happens is that when people buy tickets, uh, basically all the info goes to me. I don't want to scare people off, but <laughs> their addresses, their phone numbers, their full names, everything it go, that's, it just gets collected by the ticketing agency, and in their wisdom. You are able to access it. So You're describing this as if people don't know that this is a thing that happens no, but, with tickets. But, I didn't, I didn't but, know that. I yeah, didn't know exactly. why they get the ticket seller. The Not everyone <laughs> runs the Basement Comedy Club <laughs> in Melbourne. So, in so, the future, everyone will for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happens is I just print out the info sheet so I can mark people's names off when they come in because not everyone comes in with their tickets or whatever. So, they'll, I'll come in and I'll say, Surname, Martin, T, Mark. Great. Check that off. Now, I just happen to have all that and I'm sitting there looking at all the info and I found – and I see my address come up. I'm like, I didn't buy it. What's going <laughs> – you know, and then it's like, oh, it's like next door to me in right. this apartment block that we're in right now. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So when I did the show, I went out there and I was emceeing and I was talking to people and you invariably say, where are you from, where are you from, whatever. And then I go, oh, hang on. Who lives – and I think this will be very funny and very clever. And I go, who lives in XXXXXX? 
And I can't believe you just read your full address. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Well, I, I, I say. You my, said your address. I said my address, yeah. thinking this will be funny, and, and split second later, someone in the front row goes, "Hey, fuckhead! You just told us all where you live." And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. Why did I do that?" <laughs> so then I got up and read out because you just said the street. I got up, you introduced me, and then I got on and just like gave your actual address out twice. Yes. I'm absolutely back at it again. Yeah. Then when you came back on, I'm paraphrasing the exchange, but you basically. You basically said, "Yeah, thanks for giving out my address. I won't be there tonight. I'll be at your mum's no, house no, having no, sex give with it, her." No, <laughs> no, give it the full duty of care. That's a sloppy version. What happened? No, I said I'm paraphrasing. No, well, let's give me the full credit for a good joke, which was, <laughs> I get up and you you give my full address. So I go out and said, "Look, I'm going to give Tommy's full address. His mum's house." And then you go. Uh, uh, Oh, fuck, what was it? No, you, yeah, you said, and I'll be around there later tonight. And I'll be around there later on. Yeah, yeah and then I right. said, and then that gets a big laugh, and I said, I don't get it. And you went, well, she'll get it later tonight. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. see, there, now there's a oh, good It's like joke. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then so a friend of ours, uh, Melbourne comedian Sonia DiOrio, was standing off stage watching all this happen, and that got a big laugh. And she turned to me and she goes, in all, earn- in all seriousness and earnestness, she said, did you guys plan that? <laughs> like, oh, really? yeah. We had a right. six-hour meeting on a Saturday <laughs> to brainstorm the concept of saying that you're going to fuck someone else's mum. <laughs> really working late in the lab last night on that one. Yeah, it's, it's not a great review that she's watched <laughs> both of our comedy yeah. then and then gone, oh, no, that's got to be written compared oh, to wow. all the other stuff Just you've you done. Just you guys high-fiving <laughs> yeah. when a plan comes together. Yeah. <laughs> you can really see the elbow grease in this one. <laughs> but did you ever hear from your neighbour, did you get a no, room? no? Because yeah, from Doctor Doctor Ramsey. No, I just got scared, and I and you, what do you do next? You don't go door knocking, going. No. Did you say Doctor Doctor Ramsey last night? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Like what? No. What's, just, what yeah. do you do? What's was, the no, next I meant step? the person who lives here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not Doctor Ramsey, unless Doctor Ramsey was on that list. No, as well. no, 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 no. I did. I, no, I didn't hear anything more from from him since then. But that's a good question because surely I will. But you've at some got stage. the unit number, right? You could just go there and go. How'd you enjoy oh, the show? Yeah, but I could do that. But I don't want to. There's no need. Like, what do I ask? He, if he wants to find me, he can find me. I Does, guess. Can this recording equipment travel? Should we go over there now? Just, <laughs> I uh, think we should go over there because yeah. <laughs> it'd be great if you could put the same clothes on that you were wearing at the gig. Yeah, and you've got this mic in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And just set up a stand yeah. in the door. But it did. Yeah. You know what? I, I was trying to do local gear that night. So so right. then I was like, oh, what's with the guy that's got the two greyhounds? And I was like, gee, I hope this works. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, what's with that? I'm like, oh, great, awesome. <laughs> I mean, there was 115 other people that had no idea, no reference, but that one guy fucking oh, nailed. Man, best nailed night of his life. <laughs> they had reference for how funny it is to say you're going to fuck someone else's mum. Yeah. I'll give yeah. them that. They, they all liked that one. They understood that. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to wrap this up for another week. Luca McGregor and Tony Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks thank you for, for having, having us. us. Uh, Luke, yes. you have a show on sale at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Uh, I do. I'm just three nights of the... It's just the, it's just the show I did last year, so if, if you've already seen it, do not come. <laughs> um, uh, Will you be checking that at the door? Uh, yeah, obviously they saying, did you come last time? Too bad, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but you'll yeah. Be, and you'll be, and of course you've got everyone's addresses and phone numbers that I, buy I, tickets I do, as well. I do, so I, and I, it's, that's why it saves you money on venue costs, but I, I just go to each person's house and do the show. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, great. Um, but yes, just, just three. It's just been its last year's show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool, a brand new show from Luke McGregor. Also... <laughs> 
and that complain wait, if you've heard any of it. Stand up, yell at him if you've heard one iota of it, please. I can't understand you, mate. Oh, no. I can't understand you, and I've heard it before. Yeah, it's the same show, but it's so much better in Nancy. I have been working a little bit on some of the, uh, the wording, uh, but, but, but it's definitely not worth the price of a new ticket. Have you already seen it? Uh, uh, oh, God, no one's coming. Awesome stuff. And uh, Tony Martin, the new book is called The Quran, I believe. <laughs> yes, it's a little wacky romp. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's deadly kerfuffle, and uh, yes, I will be signing every copy to Carl Chan. Great, uh, great. fantastic. Oh, I can check their copies. I just can't check <laughs> my right. copies. So. I'll leave messages in yeah. Demix for you. Yeah. Are, we, are we allowed to read the message lead to Carl? Oh, yeah, you guys can read it. Sweet. I'm just not allowed to read it. Sweet. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you very Cheers. much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. And we are back for another new edition of Talking Dum Dum. Oh, this is new this week. Mm. Right. Yeah. How often do we do that? Um, uh, let's do five. Mm, that's the wrong answer to what I asked. <laughs> this is, that really was a repeat, that bit. <laughs> uh, good at. Always good at. Mm. Mostly a good at. Um, Hey, what about, let's do a bit of housekeeping. So mm-hmm. the Kosamui International Podcast Festival, I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before, but that's coming up. Um, I'm always getting a bit of reports from the manager of the Ozo Chuang Samui Resort and he's saying um, where, you know, a big percentage of the Ozo is going to be us during those that, that time period of June the 13th to 18th. Um, there is still room. Um, now, this, of course, we've talked about this, the secondary resort its sister resort is up the road uh and so you're most welcome to stay there at the amari resort mm-hmm. in uh Chuang in samui and look people have been booking in there for the show uh and that's most welcome it's a beautiful resort um even bigger buffet than the ozo yes you've mentioned this yes uh, and it's it's really nice but people have not been using their little codes oh, so if you want if you want naughty your, boys and girls out there yeah if you want to get your discount it's actually a good good discount so if you're going to stay there Use, don't be stupid. Use the discount yeah. and you get a, a good chunk off. So you, what you need to do is you need to go to Amari's official website uh, and then put in your time code of, you know, June 13 to 18, whatever it's going to be, and then put the password. Uh, the code discount is podcast18. So make sure you plug all that in mm-hmm. and you'll get a, a big chunk of discount and it will turn – where you're staying into an absolute bargain. And if you've already done this without the discount, you can log into your account and enter the password suck shit yes. to get uh, no changes whatsoever because yeah, you fucked your, it. Put that into your brain. Mm. Yep. <laughs> um, so do all of that. Uh, and, of course, Tommy, we do have a little deal as well, uh, a new little deal that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Uh, we've put it up on the social medias. But, it's a um, murder suicide pact for while we're over there. Yeah, uh, what a way to go. Um, <laughs> we have a little partnership with STA Travel. Mm. Um, so if there are people out there that still haven't got their flights, that still haven't got their com, uh, that haven't got their most importantly their travel insurance. Now that's who we're really hitting hitting hard with this, uh, guys. Everyone needs travel insurance. You go over there, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. People are going to get loose. Mm. You might as well do this. It's, it's never very much. You, you do your little deal. It's, it's not a big amount to get insurance for a week or whatever when you're traveling, but it is very important to do it. So make sure you do it. And when you, you do it, go through SDA Travel and, and let them know that they came through you. Now, the way you do that is you go – they've given us specific details. Um, so you need to ring 
This is the this is the special Dum Dum hotline. If you want to ring up and book any of that sort of stuff, it's one three hundred eight eight six five five three. Pretty fucked of you to read someone else's number out on the show. Oh man, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. What if they just cough all the same stuff I get? They can. People can do that, or they can call you, and then you can call that number and start a three way call. You know what? I'm giving you permission. If you if you forget the number, mm. you can text me and ask me what it is. Wow. <laughs> But you don't need to do that because... Say it again. The number again is one three hundred eight eight six five five seven. And what that does is when you ring that number, that's like the dum-dum hotline. We need to work out what that spells out. You know, oh, yeah. one eight hundred. Fuck, we should have requested a certain thing. Yeah, we really yeah. should have. one 800 dumb cunt. If anyone wants to work that out for us, let us know. Because yep. that would make it way easier to say out yeah, on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great, that's a great idea. Um, so when that, when that happens, it's like a, you know, the, the dumb dumb hotline rings in the SDO tr- offices and they know it's, it's, it's come from us. Uh, and that really helps us out. Now, they've got an email address as well. That if you can get on the social medias this week, you will find out all of these details again. You don't need to re- rewind the podcast and, and listen to this over and over and mark it down. So get on the social medias, go on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we'll put it on all of it. But um, that would be great if you helped out the people who help us. That yes. would be super awesome. Um, get that travel insurance. Get mm. that last minute flight. Um, okay, so that's that's our little Thailand corner, I think, this week. Thailand corner, done. Mm. Mm. Nothing done. else to report? No, there are, there are no new updates. A few people have been messages, uh, messaging us asking about the like the schedule of what's going to be happening on those four days. Yep. Uh, fair to say it's not yet worked out 100% no. by us, but uh, again... What percent would be worked out, do you think, at this stage? Well, we know that we're going to do a podcast over there. Yep. So what percentage does that count for? That's got to be at least 20. Yeah. Knowing that we're going to do a podcast. Knowing we're going to do several podcasts, you'd have to, I'd give that 50%. 50% yeah. worked out. We don't know when, but we know the form of that which we're, we're, what we're going to give people. Yeah. Yep. So, again, keep, keep it tuned to the socials and, uh, yeah, we'll share all that stuff the minute that it's, uh, that it's up. Well, also, we know the dollop. Our, uh, we do know them. We, we know that they're going to be part of it as well. Mm. The dollop podcast, if you don't listen to that, um, get onto it. But... We will be doing live shows with them over there, um, yeah. June thirteenth to June eighteenth. So, uh, and we'll be bringing over some some great guests. Mm-hmm. So that look in my eyes, that's like ninety five percent done. I mean, wow, the dates of what we're going to be doing and and, and other things that we're going to be doing apart from the podcast are, are minor details to me. Don't you think? If if you consider what we have to be ninety five percent, then it explains a lot about your approach to booking your comedy rooms. <laughs> hey. <laughs> My rooms are great. Hey, you know what? I'm That's not saying they're not great. Yeah. I'm saying, hey, you know what? It's like the people in the room, they don't know anything's happening. Yeah. You know, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I have been very busy lately. Yeah. I've been extremely busy lately. But, hey, thanks for mentioning that. If you're ever in Melbourne, come to my rooms. I do – look, there's Comedy at Spleen on a Monday. There is Thursday Comedy Club on a Thursday. And on Saturday night, there's the Basement Comedy Club. And they are all – let's just admit it now – the three best comedy rooms in Australia. Whoa. So get into it. Get into it. Absolutely. <laughs> Against all the odds, <laughs> the three best comedy yep. rooms. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Including an approach that I believe included someone running the gig for you this Saturday night and you forgetting to send them any of the ticketing information. No, that's absolutely not true. <laughs> I sent them all the ticketing information. Ah, interesting. I don't know how they didn't get it. Okay. Right. No, no, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So this is hot this is hotmail's fault now. No, no, no. 
I, Brett Blake, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Brett Blake, I sent it to him. He was running it. And he goes, I didn't get it. And then he said, oh, when I got home, I got it. I'm like, well, <laughs> did you not check your phone at the gig or how does that work? Did you think it was just going to fucking fall from the sky? So, mm. uh, And also the venue didn't check their email. So it was good shit. It's always mm-hmm. good to leave leave your business in the hands of fucking professionals. Mm. Real good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's it for that that part of the show, I think. Um, let's expand on maybe our solo shows are coming up. Oh yes, very very quickly. Yes, so I've got this Sunday in Adelaide, seven fifteen p.m. at the Howling Owl. That is on sale now. That's going to be really fun to see all you Adelaide folks there. Cause it's been a while since I've done stand up over there, and then March twenty eight until April eight in Melbourne, and also April the fifteenth and the twenty second. That first block of dates is just at the Coopers Inn and then the second block of dates are on the last two Sundays after your show and the live podcasts. So if you're someone coming from interstate to just see the pods, you can go and check out, uh, yeah, my show on those dates. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my show is on uh, – if you come and see the live podcasts on the Sunday, my show is immediately after that. So the live podcasts are at 3 o'clock in Melbourne, um, April 1st, 8th. 15th and 22nd, my show is on immediately after that on three of them, uh, on the 8th, 15th and 22nd at 4.30. Otherwise, they're on at 8.15 every other night from the 8th to the 22nd. Um, Carl Chandler's shit list. Uh, So, yeah, look, always heaps of people come along and support the live podcast and increasingly the stand-up shows, which Mm. is lovely of you. Yes. Um, The numbers grow every year for the podcast, which is awesome. So it's it's always lovely to see more and more people come out to see the live shows. Yep, totally. Uh, So also, Patreon is a way that people can support the show if they enjoy what they get for free. Uh, You get bonus episodes, you get a little magazine that we put together with like comics and articles and um, sexy centerfolds and that sort of stuff Mm. Uh, and including one of the rewards you get is your name being read out on the show Mm. which is kind of what the, uh, what this, what the uh, the kind of, the idea that spawned this segment. Right. Is this a segment? Is this officially a segment? Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's do this segment. Let's load up uh, the old unplanned title alternator one more week. Get this going. One more week. Yeah. We're going to get rid of it after this week. I didn't say that. I'm just, just, I'm not going to do two weeks this week. Okay. Yeah. One, one more week, as in on top of the other weeks. Okay. I'm going to put and one more. And then continuing on after that. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully forever. Mm, God willing. Hopefully. Hopefully mm. the money generated by these fine folk out there will um, buy us some sort of fountain of youth mm-hmm. and we will do this until the end of time. That's my dream. Mm. I can't think of anything better. <laughs> I'd be happy to stop doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've hit the big red button on this a big mofo and let's see who's straight out, first out of the gate this week on the unplanned title alternator. Beautiful Patreon subscriber right here. Thank you, Erin O'Mara. Erin O'Mara. Yeah. O'Mara. O'Mara. That's a lot of money you've given us. <laughs> oh, my. Um our covers are swell. Thanks, Erin O'Mara. Mm. Um, oh, well, well, I, I've always wondered <laughs> the old O'Mara. Yeah. R- right? Yep. You got the little apostrophe in between the O and the M, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like it's short for something. Oh, okay. Is it an abbreviation? Old Mara. Old Mara. Mm. Oh, shit, Mara. <laughs> 
Erin Opramara. Erin Opramara. Maybe that's that it. it. I had a Mr. Omara at school. Didn't like him. Oh, really? Hopefully, these. Hopefully, they're related in some way. Why? Why are you hopeful of that? We we were. So you, um, so you want money from him for being such a shit teacher? Yes. Right. In no, some, because it'll get way. back to him. Oh, right, right, right. The one of his ex... Well, he was the... He directed a school play that I was in. Oh. And uh, he... he there was And like you a, played what? Uh, I was... It was a Shakespeare play and I was just some background. Oh, really? Yeah, I had nothing. No no good role. Did you, did you go for a good role? You didn't go for, like, specific roles. You just turned up and auditioned and if you were good, you got good ones. And if you weren't, uh, this guy... Oh, uh, no. You got to be... What was I? I was kind of like a chorusy sort of thing where I was just like a bunch of just random. But you're a performer now, so where where are these people that beat you to the good roles in this play? In this play, I don't know. I don't think any of them. Are, I don't think any of them kept it up. I don't think any of them kept acting. Oh, it was me. I was bitten by the theatre bug. Oh, is that it? But we had a day where we were all fucking around heaps in rehearsal, and it was just not going well. And this guy, this Mr. O'Mara, mm, he had a heard about this guy. He had an assistant director, and he he comes in at the end of the day and he tries to like fire us up, like he's really shitty that we've been dicking around in this rehearsal. Yep. And he goes, you know, you're just wasting it. You, you you kids, you're all wasting everyone's time. This costs a lot of money, a lot of money to put on a production like this. I mean, me and the assistant director, I mean, we could get married. We could have a we could have a wedding for this kind of money. And, like, he wasn't gay. He yeah. just – that was the first thing that popped into his head. Right. And, look, to adolescent school kids, <laughs> game over, buddy. Yeah. You've picked your wrong analogy there. Yeah. We just burst out laughing. Yeah. And I think the play ended up being a little shitty because from that moment on he couldn't he couldn't regain control of, right. of us, you know. Yeah. He, he really started off strong. We were really, we were really intimidated. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't get angry and then threaten someone with a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's a weird thing and, to come to the top of your head. And the, but just this guy who is just his assistant, like just this guy gets thrown under the bus. Like, yeah, we're getting married now. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> mm, well, thanks, Aaron O'Mara. So anyway, pass that along to your dad, Aaron. Yeah, and I hope he's happy with his new husband. Mm. Uh, thank you too, Patreon subscriber, Grace Carter. Grace Carter. Yeah, recognize that name from the socials. Yeah. Mm. There, but for the for the grace of Carter, go our money. Yes, there, but for the grace of Carter, go us without our pockets being full mm, okay. of money. Yeah, yep. Thanks, GC. Thanks for uh, oh the Gold Coast. Yeah, the uh, uh, she's um, she's giving us money, and I'm appreciative. Mm. I want to I want to make that very clear. Sometimes we we're a bit silly about this. We make light of it. Mm. Um, I'm very deadly serious here, and uh, I, I I just really thank you, Grace Carter, for the for the money you've given me. Because without money, I wouldn't be able to eat. Mm. Wouldn't be able to put a, a roof over my wife's head. No. Wouldn't be able to. Feed. You'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'd sleep anywhere. <laughs> wouldn't be able to feed my cat. Mm-hmm. Our cat. Mm. Um, so thank you very much for the gift of life. Um, ironic that her initials are GC, the Gold Coast, because uh, it's sort of like a bit of a meter maid job that she's doing here. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. So you'd like to think that Grace Carter's just slinking along in a bikini, sticking coins up her ass. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't know about that bikini business. <laughs> <laughs> she can wear whatever the fuck she likes <laughs> while she's sliding currency up my day. 
Oh, not very nice. It's like the uh, the opposite. Your ass is like the opposite of Mario Brothers. Yes. <laughs> so the coins going into it instead of coming out of it. Her, her sure. Jump, jumping on her ass and coins going in. Sure. Let's say that. Yep. Let's say that's true. I said it. Anyway, thanks, Grace. Thanks, Grace. Um, Amazing, Grace. Oh. Oh, well, wow, this is a gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> How do we go past Amazing Grace and go straight to sticking coins up her ass? <laughs> and the worst bit is we didn't even go straight there. It took us a few tries. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, thank you to – oh, now look. Um, Here we go. Look, this is a new, uh, uh, this is a new function on the uh, Unplanned alter, uh, Title Alternator. Mm-hmm. I can see the previews coming up of like what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, you've you've got a you've got a few we've got a few in a row that I reckon there's there's going to be something to talk about. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Andrew Wood. Hmm. hmm. Oh, would there be anything to say about that? Oh, well, Andrew could be abbreviated to Drew. That's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. That Same is really thing. funny. Hmm. Andrew. That's one of the few names that you. Am I wrong on this? The abbreviation is chopping the first bit off. You know, usually people take oh. the, you know, it's just cutting the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, we need to come in halfway through a name. Like if you were there's, Earl. The, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a, the abbreviation of, um, well, a, a, abbreviation of Andy, which is the abbreviation of Andrew, is mm. just, you know, when you call someone die. I don't know that. Oh, I just made it up. That's probably why. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> I guess Anthony, Tony, that's, that's oh, another yeah. one where you chop off the front. Yes. Yeah. What's this Anne? People don't like these Anne's mm. hanging around. Um, Andrew, would you like to give us some money? Mm. The answer is yes. Giving that money gives me a big woody? Oh. That's okay. a slang term for an erection. Okay. It gave me a big and in my pants. <laughs> I drew a picture of myself with a fat cock. <laughs> I went ooh as I ejaculated after the money went into my bank account. Do you think your wife is still listening to this? <laughs> before, before, just so people know, before we turned the mics on, we were being utterly, utterly filthy. Not dissimilar to what you just heard. No, worse. <laughs> way worse. We were being horrific. If you heard what we were talking about, it was the absolute worst thing we could be saying. And then, just from my eye line, I could see my wife close the door very firmly <laughs> to the bedroom so she wouldn't hear what we're saying anymore. I got to call bullshit on you not giving me the heads up that she was at home when I came in. Well... I, I mean, think. I assumed, but I also think like, yeah. you know, it's like, letting, it's like when you put someone on speaker yep. and there's someone else there. It's like, you got to go, hey, just so you know, well, this isn't a safe space. Well, to be honest, I, I didn't know you were going to come in all guns are blazing and, and be, you know. Hey, well, I took my shoes off before I started I blazing did. those guns. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know you were going to come in and, and really be talking that much about how there should have been. Equality in marriage, you know, a couple of months ago. I didn't know you were going to be talking about that. Like, I mean, you shouldn't be. But you've set it up as saying that we were saying just absolute (laughs) filth. So you're shooting yourself in the foot here. (laughs) Um, No, it was it was um, it was bad. Anyway, Um, thanks, Woody. Yeah, thanks, Woody. Thanks for your um, your firm hard donation. Mm. Mm. All right, now let's just we got all that out of our system. Yes, although I, you did say there are a few of those coming up, so I... Well, I don't remember that, but okay. anyway, let's well, push on. Um, thank you to Patreon subscriber. Oh. Um, 
Now, I think this might – I think it's got to be a Welsh first name at mm-hmm. least. D-A-F-Y-Y-D. D- Daffid. 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 Is that right? Yeah. All right. So we, we've settled on that pronunciation. Yep. Right. Thank you to Daffid Boner. I mean, Daffod sounds funny. <laughs> Thinking about Daffy There's Duck when he gets his little it. when he gets his little beak blown off and it yeah, goes yeah, around yeah. the other side of his head—that's good shit. It's um, yeah. I mean, I was thinking it's pretty funny because you know, Daffy Daffy Duck, wrong mm. thing for fuck. That's pretty funny. It is. Yeah. Fuck boner. Yeah. <laughs> B o n a r, mm. as in sonar, as in like boner, as if you could find any. Swimming dicks underwater. I've seen this name come up before, and I have I to say, I bet you've seen a boner come up. Oh, mate, grow up! Inside your, wife's your trying to sleep. Inside you. <laughs> Don't you think that this is the way that boner, the slang for erection, should be spelt? Because it's got that a in there, which gives it a bit of a, you know, an, an a r. I think is a bit of a harder sound than an e r. Oh, so it looks more. <laughs> Do you know what, don't you think it looks more like a, a word for erection than boner with an er? Bonar. Bonar. I think it, at least it gives it a bit more credence. It, it sounds like a bit of a posh erection. Yeah. Uh, oh, a bit lardy darby. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, so you've got a bonar. Mm, the kind of stiffy that could get into the Melbourne club. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like a little <laughs> little bow tie in your dick. Yeah. Bonar. Oh, bonar. Bonar. Lardy dar. Uh, bonar. Mm. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You think you're so good, standing mm. up so stiff and straight. Yes. Um, like you've had some private school education. Mm. And now you're not, you're, not that, you're not that educated. You're spitting at me for one. <laughs> <laughs> which, which then means that it's been, so, it's been turned on mm. by having this person say la-di-da to it. Yeah, for it right. to be spitting, yeah. you know, it's, been, it's, you oh, know, it's it gotten works? to that point. I never had to talk with my mum and dad. <laughs> well, it'd be weird if you had <laughs> They never told me about the Bonars. Um, Man, imagine that. Imagine imagine living next door to this guy and thinking the whole time, you know, it's a bit of keeping up with the Bonars, <laughs> looking over the, over the fence oh, and seeing, Christ. Seeing, seeing what they're up to, mm-hmm. seeing all of uh, everything that they've bought going, oh, we can't look. We can't look worse off than the Bonars. Next can't door. help but notice that the um, music coming out of the laptop in the bedroom has gotten louder since we <laughs> yeah. began this discussion. <laughs> almost, almost as if someone's trying to drown us out. Someone, someone is watching Sex in the City for the maybe 80th time in the bedroom, <laughs> very loudly, instead of listening to this goddamn rot. I mean, you can't now, look, sit here. She do- should be. She should not be doing this. This is. I mean, thanks to people like Grace Carter, this is what's keeping the lights on in this house. You can't be sitting here doing this show and complaining about someone else doing something for the eightieth time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if she's watching Sex in the City, mm. you know, it's only slightly less filthy than what we're talking about right now. Anyway. Yes, yes. I mean, what's the big difference between Mr. Big and David Boner? Maybe that's why she's watching it. She's trying to like – because it's like less filthy than this. So she's trying to get herself finally ready to start yeah. listening to this thing. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. That's a, is, now, is that official that Sex in the City is a gateway drug? <laughs> to <laughs> the little, little dumb dumb club. Do people do, the, do it the same way? Do people listen to this show and treat it the same way as Sex in the City where it's like – which one are you? Oh, I'm a total Tommy. I think they do. 
Oh, I right. really think people do. Right. Well, anyway, thanks, David. Thanks, Dafford. Dafford. Dafford Bonar. Um, what do you got next? Um, I've got, got one more. One more? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Good. I don't All know right. how many that is, but that's Settled. Fine. I don't know why we'd talk about any further than that. Sure. If I'm saying there's one more, there's one more. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going with it. Yeah, great. I'm not treating it like I'm disputing you. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm weirded out that you're treating it like it's something weird that I'm just saying, let's do this. I'm not treating it like anything. You said something and I responded. I this is what a normal human interaction is. I said, is it? Yes. I don't think I've had one. Everything about the last 20 minutes. <laughs> this is how humans talk. Right, right. This is, this is, this is, this is, I don't even know why we're talking like this because everyone else talks like this. We should be giving them something a bit different. We're you know being how, so normal right now. You know how Elon Musk sent that car into space? Yes. And it's playing Bowie? Yes. If he, if he were, a, he should have put a podcast. He should have had it playing a podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. Instead of a Bowie like a fucking coward. Yeah. Get this. Oh. Get a Patreon read, just this car orbiting the sun. Thanks, son. Yeah. That's, um, that's a good idea because, you know, we, we have a lot of people that do, like, funny little special things for us. Like, you know, at the moment, a lot of people are doing, writing uh, ads for us in public toilets. Mm. What, you know, put our podcast in a car and drive it off to Westgate. You know, something. Drive it off a cliff. Something. By the way, we should quickly say thank you to everyone doing that. But someone did it in the toilet of a theatre whom – and we happen to know the owners of the theatre. <laughs> and we got a message from them that seemed like they weren't entirely – Oh, yeah, us. that's right. <laughs> we did too. So, yeah. look, great. But, yeah, we, what we didn't realise about this is that, like, there is a very easy way of irate venue owners getting in touch with us. Nah, bring it on. Do it wherever the fuck you want. I don't care. Cool. Yeah. As long as, as long as we didn't do it, it's not our fault. Like, they're not fucking ringing up Bon Jovi when they see that somewhere. <laughs> That's not John Bon How Jovi writing. How many people are writing, listen to Bon Jovi <laughs> in pub toilets? This, this is the new, what I would like to see now is, we, yeah, we have had a lot of people do it in like, yeah, in, in, in I guess, uni toilets and public toilets and that's great. I want to know what's the most esteemed venue that we can get that we can get written on the toilet. Well, if we had been doing this last year and we were at the Opera House, yeah. that, those dunnies would have been absolutely caked in it. Yes. Surely. But hey, you know, plenty of listeners that live in Sydney. Yeah. yeah do, okay. a, do one of those Harbour Bridge climbs and ride it somewhere on the Harbour Bridge. But don't you think the nicer, nicest, the nicer place you go to, the more chance there is of them cleaning it off? Sure, but it'll, it'll be there for a bit. Just to say that it's been in there. I'm happy with it being in grubby places that it cannot be cleaned off. Yeah, that's... Because yeah, I, love, I love seeing the ones that... People send us to where they go, this isn't even us. We're just in the dunny. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's great. There. That's really great. Yeah. All right. So one more. All right. No more arguments. We're just doing the one more. So just save it. Save your, your ire and your anger for something else, mm-hmm. please. Okay. Just calm down. Sit down. Um, Sorry. It was weird that I've been standing this whole time. Well, you stood up then. I don't know why. You thought you were Daffod Boner for some reason. <laughs> Sprung into action. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you too. Patreon subscriber... Oh, just getting the, my button finger sore from hitting it so often. But um, one more time. It is, thank you to Patreon subscriber, Saddam Comedy. Saddam Comedy. Mm. Right. Yeah. So 
some kind of oh sorry uh, is there any any uh, any extra information oh it, it, you know the email address is a bit weird on the end you know usually at the end it's like .au or you know mm-hmm. just .com or whatever um it's a bit it's a bit weird at the end I, I yeah it's different from what i'm used to it's different yeah what is it then <laughs> just let me just look at it. Is this the email address that you used to send ticket reports to Brett Blake with? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just different. Um, it's it's. Keep talking into the mic. Yeah, I am. You need to put the mic down. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting it down. I'm talking straight into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, I'm just googling something at the moment. What are you googling? Uh, just what's on at the cinema tomorrow night, in case I want to. Go. Why would you do that now? We're in the middle of the... Uh, like, this is going to be only go for like another minute or so and then you can do all the Googling you want. Okay, well, I, I'm really busy at the moment, so I just like to multitask. Okay, well, what's on at the cinema tomorrow night then? Um, oh, I'm trying to look. Um, fuck. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, anyway, so Saddam Comedy, yeah, he has... Oh, fuck. What's on at the cinema? <laughs> Fuck. Why, why are you staring at the screen so intently and you still can't tell me what's on? It's it's really slow in here. I think I think the um I th- I think the the what the do you what? call it? the unplanned title alternator sucking all the <laughs> all the juice out of the all room. the juice out of the, mm-hmm. out of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, look, it's not important. Um Saddam comedy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was worth it. <laughs> I couldn't find anything, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so there's no other information about him, no, about what he's what he's known for. Or it, it looked it looked like a like a important email, right? That's all. It looked like um, looked like the guy had a bit of money. Because I have to say, I recently saw footage of a. Um, I wonder if it's the same guy, a guy called Saddam Comedy, being toppled by uh, by irate by irate people by irate citizens. Oh. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's related to this in any way. I don't know. Has that know. been statue been melted down and now we're getting the proceeds of it? I, I just think it's weird that his name is actually an abbreviation of what people have called me. So damn good at comedy. All right. Well, thanks to everyone who subscribes <laughs> on Patreon once again for another week. <laughs> wonder what is on at the movies. I, didn't, I never got to the end of what was on at the movies tomorrow night. Um, Black Panther. Oh, okay. All right. So, patreon.com slash little dum dum club. Thank you to everyone who supports us through that. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, yes, we, uh, yeah, what else is there to plug? Adelaide this weekend. Come check it out. My solo show on the Sunday, our solo shows in April, and then the live podcasts in Melbourne. Little dum dum club.com. All the info about all this stuff and the Kosamui Podcast Festival is there. We will be back next week with a hell of a live episode oh. that we recorded in Brisbane. Over this past weekend Uh, Yeah, man Heaps of great We're actually ahead uh, a little bit for now Which is good Mm. Heaps of great episodes coming down the pipe Uh, Thank you for listening this week And we'll see you next time See See you, mates This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network Visit planetbroadcasting.com For more podcasts from our great mates It's not optional, you have to do it (laughs) We used to go easy on it But now you have to Yeah Yeah